What's up, guys? Welcome back to Strain of Thought, episode number three. I'm Toasty Ghost. I'm highly lifted. And I recently read an article that I'm kind of excited to talk to you about, but I want to pick your brain. It, it made me think of a topic. Oh, okay. Um, do you think that there is a difference between having a physical and a mental tolerance to the drugs you consume? Hmm. You know, that's a good question. I guess huh, I guess I would say, yeah, probably. Well, I'm going to get you really high, <laughs> and then we're going to discuss it. Huh. All right. All right. Well, tonight we got dabs. Sadly, no flower, but uh, it still does the trick, right? <laughs> got the Puffco Peak loaded up. I think, I'm not going to lie, I probably just screwed myself here. This looks pretty fat. <laughs> well, then I guess it's uh, time to smoke about it, huh? your brain on like i basically think about it as like you have a physical tolerance to the drugs you take mm -hmm. so we anything weed acid mushrooms pharmaceuticals your body builds up a tolerance to it right i can then take a, a month break and cut my tolerance out for like weed mm -hmm. but when i come back in that month later and smoke again I know what to expect. Right. My brain is aware of what's going to happen. Yeah. You're conditioned to it, in other words. And that that's partially what made me start thinking, like, do you have a mental tolerance? Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like that's got to be a thing on some level. You know, a lot of, a lot of times, um, <laughs> a lot of times with uh, trying new things, I've discovered that having the right psyche going in can make a huge difference on how much effect it has on you. Um, definitely with psychedelics and stuff like that, you know, going into it, if you don't know what to expect, you know, and everyone's heard it at least once, if you've ever discussed psychedelics, don't know what to expect, you may end up in a situation where you're uh, not comfortable and not happy with what's going on. Yeah, no joke. Right. Now, with psychedelics, though, what's your thoughts on like, for example, veterans? younger veterans fresh out of war or just the service whatever mm -hmm. if they experience something that causes them extreme ptsd something they can't unsee with them for the rest of their life right if they do psychedelics do you think that that past life experience is going to affect that trip like do you think it could play any role on how those drugs will now affect them oh yeah i think that would play a huge role i think it would be uh <laughs> I think it would be a very, very big detail in that puzzle because of the fact that, like, a good example I'll use of myself as one um, tripping acid a few years ago. I remember I was sitting in a situation in my life where uh, I wasn't really living in one place, kind of bouncing from home to home, and probably shouldn't have tripped. You know, looking at it in hindsight, it was a bad idea just because my psyche wasn't too great then. But, you know, that's yet again a situation where your psyche plays a big role in psychedelics. But, <clears throat> you know, I kind of realized that where I was and uh, the environment that I was in during that time was having an extremely negative effect on me. Because where I come from in life, I never dealt with, uh, you know, being around uh, a terrible home, you know, I never dealt with, uh, parents arguing. I never dealt with bad situations. I'd say that my home life, I'm very lucky for it. Uh, but my home life was really good. And then realizing while I was two hits of acid in, um, that I was not nearly in that situation anymore. And that, uh, life had taken a very sharp turn compared to what it had been before that completely took my trip downhill <laughs> yeah since you're on a spiral that you can't control right 
Yeah. And I almost feel like someone with that past military experience and having dealt with those sort of things, I feel like that would probably bring back those memories and also, you know, not necessarily just bring up the bad shit that they saw, but bring up the fact that they're kind of having trouble with, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, assimilating into society, you know? Yeah. Just going back to a normal life. Right. Right. It can be hard for a lot of those ever, guys. I don't know if they ever really do. Like they could claim that they have, but a certain part of them is always going to be wired a little different than the average person. Yeah, be, for sure. I mean, that's the military for you, though. They break you. That's the first thing they do. It is the whole join. point of basic training. <laughs> yeah, it is to break the person that you are and show you you're no longer an individual with this group. Right. Yep. Dealt with uh, dealt with a lot of individuals who. Um, they don't like the fact that it changed them. And I've dealt with a lot of people who say that it was a really good thing for them and that it helped them grow as a person. So I think there's, it just depends on how you want to look at it and how it has affected you in your life. For a lot of people, it's a good thing, but in the long run, I feel like it ends, ends up messing people up, especially if they are in active duty and see a lot of messed up things while doing their service. That's what I'm talking about. Cause like, if you were to just go into the service and stay stateside, I feel like that could be a really good opportunity to mature as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I'm an 18-year-old that gets sent over and I'm now having to kill people or just do anything that they're having to do, right? you've stripped away <laughs> the normal life that that person has. Mm-hmm. You've taken away all the values that they've had. I mean, that's another thing that's a really big deal. I mean, there's even briefings for that in the military. And uh, they kind of teach you how to deal with the fact that a lot of the things that you may or may not have to do for the military will not line up with your morals and will not line up with your beliefs. And the fact of the matter is, if you choose to be a soldier, that's something you have to accept. There's no, you know, oh, I don't stand for this or, you know, oh, I don't think this is right. You, you're trained to follow orders and do what you're told. Right. If you don't want to do it, don't be there. Mm-hmm. And they won't let you be there if you don't want to. Either that or they'll make it a living hell. At least in training, they make it a living hell because they make you stay. They don't just ship you home right then and there. They make you stay till the end of the cycle and you become a helper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they make you stay even if you're injured. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. get sent to your own, what do they call the... Sick off. Yeah, that's it. We yeah. just see all the people gimping around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good old sick call. You don't want to end up in sick call. I mean, Never. it kind of looks relaxing, but uh, I know it. Right. It's kind of like uh, kind of like a chocolate-covered coffee bean. Super sweet, awesome looking on the outside. You bite down onto the inside, though, and you're hit nice with a pretty bitter taste. Nice and bitter. <laughs> right. But no, um, man. Yeah. I was reading an article where my whole thing that brought me upon that, like your physical tolerance, your mental tolerance, mm-hmm. are you able to handle these drugs? Was I was reading an article where Washington State introduced a bill and they want to require all non medical cannabis concentrates mm-hmm. to test no higher than 10% THC, which made me start having the thought of like, are they s- claiming that they're. Their adults can't, well, it made me think that they're kind of stating that the adults can't handle the strong stuff, but they're kind of coming from, there's very limited research showing some linkage between cannabis use and psychosis, but not enough research to show, is it causing it or are psychosis patients using it to cope with their problems to try to live a normal life? Mm, see you know that that's ooh, that's hard to draw a line there i bet yeah and they're pushing in the the 10% that they're pulling that's um they said it's out of thin air the only reason that the lawmakers are using that 10% figure is because they have other bills that utilize the 10% figure so it was already there for them to just pull there's no backing to it copy and paste man wow that's ridiculous but and you know at 10% that's that's so that's low. That's so low. 
like a joint test higher than 10 percent excuse me 10%. <laughs> but yeah that's abs hitting me that's absolutely crazy how low that is and what's the point of a concentrate at that point like exactly like you said a joint's gonna have more you may as well just roll yourself up a joint or smoke yeah, a bowl it's no longer a concentrate right right and that had me thinking like so concentrates typically test 60 to 90 percent right they're now putting it at a 10 percent limit so what's the rest of it well yeah what are they cutting it with what what is going to be the new dilutant that they have to use that's a good question are we going to wind up with another vitamin e crisis oh i sure hope not i sure hope not if anything i feel like they should use if they, i mean trust me i don't support the idea of even cutting it or using any sort of cutting agent in the first place but if you're going to use anything vegetable glycerin propylene glycol if you need it there. Yeah, one of the vaping agents that they already use right yeah and i mean you know granted vaping is still a controversial thing in and of itself but we've got quite a few years of vaping being around at this point and quite a few people that have been using it for that entire amount of time and With don't no show issues. right and don't show any medical change i mean you know to shout out a really good youtuber that i've watched for many many years uh, Rip Trippers, he does reviews on vape products and e-juices and all kinds of stuff, has his own website. Yeah, he's tried l literally every product, I think. <laughs> every product possible, I swear, every you juice need something possible. Reviewed, you go look on YouTube and Rip Trippers has a video on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, for someone like that, you know for a fact he's vaping more than the average person because he's got to put out reviews all the time and try new products, so he's got to keep using more and more, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But another thing, too, is he's even done videos where he talks about doctor's visits and they... He's fine. He's a healthy man. A hundred percent healthy. And they always... I remember watching one where he said the doctor praised his health for his age. Right. And it's like, hmm, so if vaping's doing damage, how's that possible? <laughs> right. But dude, that, that made me think. Uh, I was reading an article or it was talking more about the CDC and their involvement with the whole counterfeit cartridges and the vitamin E and uh, the mycobutanol. Mm -hmm. The CDC apparently, like these websites or companies or whatever that were testing the products, were calling months in advance. Vitamin E is turning up in these products and telling the CDC, look into vitamin E. The CDC, that's the, the Centers C for Disease Control. Yeah, that's who took over control of the cartridge outbreak. So the FDA wouldn't step in on something like that? No, the CDC stepped in because it was causing the lung failure. Huh. They thought it was a disease. Oh. But they full on, they focused so much on the outbreak of the disease that they ignored people trying to give them what was going on right it was like three or four months that it it took the cdc to finally realize and say that it was <laughs> vitamin e yeah leave it to the people high up to not pay attention to what's going on further down the chain as if we don't see it happening but another thing with limiting like limiting it to 10 percent, you're scared of psychosis do more research because you're going on very limited amounts right now but here's the thing you're going to limit this market that you have a recreational market for. Mm -hmm. What else is recreational? Alcohol. Cigarettes. I'm now going to be able to go to the store in Washington and buy a 10% concentrate, but I can go buy 90% alcohol, go buy a big old bottle of Everclear. Right. Yeah. I mean. They don't regulate that down to a certain percentage. True story. And that is extremely concentrated. Yeah, and far more dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Um, like if I take a nice big hit of a diamond, what's going to happen? I'm going to be really lit. I might pass out and fall asleep, have a good little nap. Worst case scenario, you might green out if you're a noob. So. Yeah, and throw up just a little bit. But mm -hmm. what happens if I drink an entire bottle of Everclear? You're going to get alcohol poisoning and possibly die. Yeah. <laughs> Liver failure. You're going to have to be failure. one hell of an alcoholic to handle that one. Make your stomach bleed. Oh, yeah. But they allow the alcohol because it dumbs the population down. Yeah. You know, sometimes that's, uh, that's an argument that I get from people against weed, that it makes you stupid. 
and I can't, I don't even argue with it. I, I just chuckle and walk away. What do you even say to that? Yeah, there's no point in arguing with those people. Those are the people who have the old ways still with them. Right. May not be uh, so quick to think whenever you're high, but um, mental capacities? It's still, still there. just about the same, yeah. <laughs> it's just that your reaction time slows down a little bit. And if you've noticed, the more that you smoke, this is where I kind of get my mental tolerance from, the more that you smoke, like mm-hmm. me and you, Right. We've been da- almost daily smokers for years now. Right. <laughs> Unless we get really, really, really messed up, we talk the same way as if we're sober. True story. Yeah. There isn't much difference at all. I'd say, <laughs> and that's the best thing too. You know, I've gotten myself to the point now where really, you know, it's not like I stay high 24-7. I really only smoke maybe a battery or two if I'm at work. But I've gotten to the point now where... I can be high at work and still be 100% functional. Not a single person could notice. And that's people that I work with every day that see me sober every day. Yeah. (laughs) We literally get compliments all the time from our customers on how professional jobs we do. And every one of our delivery guys, except for one, (laughs) is high while we're doing deliveries. That is good. How else are you going to deal with customers like that and deal with lifting that amount of weight? repeatedly yeah i'd say on my side you know working a sales job i definitely would say that weed is something that helps more than it impairs whenever i'm working i gotta talk to people i gotta have a good word flow and some people while they're stoned can't talk which i totally understand but like you were saying that mental conditioning's kind of kicked in for me and i can talk smoothly for the most part you know I'm not necessarily doing dabs at work or anything right. crazy like You're that. Not like blissed out your mind. Right. Just smoking baddies. I mean, shit, I've even had situations where friends come by work and uh, told me to come, quote unquote, check their car out <laughs> and uh, go smoke a bowl with them. But even so, when I come back in, I'm, you know, still, still functioning, still talking, absolutely fine. And uh, if anything, it's going to help me in the fact that I kind of think a little bit more about what I'm saying. I'm, you know, not necessarily racing. I'm one of them people that whenever I get in those situations talking, sometimes I'll uh, start rambling almost and Mm -hmm. get to the point where I'm not really sure what the person's feeling anymore because they almost seem overwhelmed. So it's definitely not a bad thing to slow down a bit and take it nice and slow. Relaxed salesman's easier to work with. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like for me, smoking on the job, not just the weight, helping Mm. but i feel like it also helps i get anxious talking to strangers so i feel like it helps me having to just go up knock on random people's (laughs) doors all day long and talk with them be in their house a lot easier to do when you're i also feel dude it helps with my road rage Mm. when i'm driving that truck Mm -hmm. i gotta stay calm people don't cut semi trucks off having this job has made me have so much respect for big truck drivers now, granted, they, there are some that are assholes. Oh, yeah, plenty. But you got to give them room because there have been so many times where I've had to slam on my brakes and felt my entire load hit the back of the truck and push us forward. Mm. Yeah, that's got to be scary. I mean, that's a lot of weight. Yeah. Not to mention, if we hit a car, it's game over. Yeah, definitely game over. Because you told me you, didn't, you guys don't have the licenses to be driving those big old vehicles, huh? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) That's okay. You know, anonymous company. We don't even know what you deliver. So, but, um, if they limit that 10% or if that actually, you know, that bill passes and they get that 10% limit, you think that'll cause a, a rise in black market use? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we're, I don't know if we're going to necessarily see a rise because as of right now, we're supposed to be getting into the decline of the black market because of the fact that it's being legalized. So, you know, I even here at home, I'm starting to see some things change and, you know, a lot of people are kind of falling out of dealing and realizing that it's not going to be something that's going to make them a ton of money unless they're being real smart and moving large, large amounts. And, you know, I can't say I blame them, but yeah, I definitely think it's going to cause the black market to stay strong and continue to be a strong presence as far as like uh, still being <laughs> more prominent than some 10% <laughs> 
bullshit. Honestly, I just I, I just can't even help but laugh at that. One percent. I'm just worried. Ten percent, man. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm just worried that it's going to cause a rise in concentrate labs and a rise in explosions and people hurting themselves trying to make their concentrates. Yeah. Because. Yeah, because not everyone's going to have that investment money for the extremely expensive equipment that's needed. To yeah, and do it without. I remember, solving. I remember years ago those DIY YouTube videos of people trying to cook like straight alcohol on an open flame stove. <laughs> yeah, no, those were always sketchy to me. Yeah, I, I was a curious kid, but <laughs> I, my common sense even back then, I would watch those and I'd be like, "That's that's not a smart idea." No, not by any. <laughs> All right, sir. Would you like a dab? Oh, most definitely. I am sorry. I kind of forgot. Uh, you know, get to talking, especially when you're stoned. It happens. <laughs> it's all good. I'll get you a nice one. Oh, boy. Don't fuck me up too bad. I don't want to ear rape everybody again. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to turn my head away and shove it in a pillow or something. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of learn to cough off. Mate. Right. We're, we're practicing. We're learning here. All righty, buddy. Oh, crap. It's so big the bubble cap won't go all the way down. Oh, that's not a good indication, man. That's not a good indication I, at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> the bubble cap's just floating on top of the dab right now. Oh, boy. Here we go. You'll be fine. We'll strap in. It's like that new song by Zed's Dead and Subtronics, and it's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> Dude, there's been so much. I haven't even been able to keep up. Like, Have you been listening to all Puya's new music? Mm. No, not all of his new stuff. Dude, you need to follow him on Instagram because he comes up with the goofiest photos to post and you're just scrolling through your feed and it just says like, well, what the heck is this? And he goes, now that I've got your attention, new song and link in the bio. (laughs) That's awesome. He's been doing that the past couple of days. I just can't keep up. Ooh. Yeah, definitely need to follow him though. (laughs) Yeah, because then you can watch him him skateboarding. That's a whole other thing. He skates boards, huh? Yeah. You know, I think I've seen that before. Oh, dude. I forgot about that. Dude, we're going to have to get a charger or something. The Puffco just died. Is that what it did just now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I charged it earlier, too. Mother- <laughs> die. You don't think it's the coil head, do you? No, the battery died. It flashed out that the battery died. Double click it. That probably won't let you start it. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> You got one pull in. I'm sorry, man. No, it's all good. Happens. Uh, I don't even know where a charger is. Hmm. Alrighty, man. So I'm sorry that that died on you. Oh, man. It's all good. While while I got it plugged in, charging off, can I offer you this? Oh, yeah. I'll partake. And I think you can just do a shit ton of rips in a row. And I'll sit here and laugh. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we'll see how many in I get before I just uh, am coughing and not breathing anymore. Oh, you'll be fine. That, that cartridge is one that I've, like, it came with a device that I bought a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I've never gotten to use it before, so I wanted to fill it. Oh, this one screws in, doesn't it? No. Oh, it oh, has no screws. Strong magnet. Yeah, it's a magnetic bottom only. It doesn't come with screws because the mod that it's made for is magnetic only. But they're apparently pretty high. Like, it feels like a really high quality cartridge. Yeah, it does. I think it's got some weight so to I it. So fill, I filled it myself and I just wanted to try it. Yeah, I've had it for months and it's just been sitting on my desk. Huh. And it rips a lot smoother than those other ones. Nice. I like it. I like it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit here and let's go. <laughs> I got to get. Let me get my my prepared look. Hang on. Oh, oh. gotta put the game face on. Oh, I tried to get in the game position, and my freaking knee just popped. Uh, just, All right, it's supposed to be an intimidating bone grab. Oh, hey, gotta here. roll with it. Let me get my coffee. All right, now I'm ready to watch you die. Gotta mm. stay caffeine. <laughs> exactly. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Keep going. Keep going. You can do it. Okay, that, you, you can, that was a nice one. That was a good sized hit right there. I don't know how how you just inhaled for probably a good five, ten seconds straight right there. 
Yeah, it does, but only if you can see the screen while you're hitting it, which is like damn near impossible. Yeah, that's kind of counterintuitive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wish it would have like held it in memory so you could look down at the screen and be like, dang, I just took, you know, 10 second rip. And at least give you five seconds to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that's not the same as the Puffco, but at mm. least we can get you in the right mindset. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Same effect. <clears throat> so I got another question for you. Okay. And you're one of the only people I can ask because I know that you do your research and occasionally dabble in it. Hmm. If you had to choose between pharmaceuticals or natural medicine, what's your choice? I mean, I feel as though in some cases, pharmaceuticals can be necessary. Well, sometimes, yes. sometimes natural medicine isn't enough, which, you know, there's those special occasions and there's no way to always, you know, draw a fine line between what does and doesn't need it. And I think that's how we ended up where we are now. But, you know, there's a lot more that plays into that, too. Um, I would say that where I stand on that, though, I would want natural medicine first. If I ended up in a situation where natural medicine wasn't enough, I'm definitely not opposed to pharmaceuticals. Okay. <clears throat> it's just, uh, I don't like the uh, dynamic that uh, goes behind pharmaceuticals, the companies that make large amounts of money off of it, and the things that they do that a lot of people don't really know about. <laughs> a lot of the money that goes under the table, and politicians that they influence and yeah because big pharma has a lot of pull oh, yeah. but also like the amount of side effects of these drugs <laughs> did you know we're the right. only country in the world that allows pharmaceutical companies to advertise on tv every other country in the world has banned that really mm -hmm. that seems so normal to me i can't even imagine wow yeah. Yeah, I saw a video and it was talking about that. And I was just like, no, you normally see like two or three in every commercial break. Mm -hmm. Like it's just so regular here. Right. <laughs> and they try to make them so like catchy. And do you remember the one? Oh, yeah. Man, they sell the shit yeah, out of Seattle with that stupid fucking dub scene. <laughs> oh, that shit kills me. I, I love it though. I can't remember the name of the this drug, but. Do you remember the one where it was literally like a whole city full of characters made out of like pipes? Oh, that was uh, it was like a bladder control. Pill. Yeah. Oh my god. You know the one I'm talking about though. Yes. They made the whole thing like a cartoon. <laughs> that shit cracked me up. It was great. It's like they try to make it seem cool or something. Oh yeah, they got they got some crazy ideas to advertise people's issues. <laughs> And that's but, what people don't realize. Like, that's literally what they're doing. Advertising a problem so that they can sell a drug. Mm hmm Or making you see, or... It, it shouldn't be a situation where you have that advertised to you. If you need it, you need it. But you shouldn't need to be advertised. Yeah. And it shouldn't be the, talk to your doctor about this drug. No, if your doctor thinks you need that medicine, your doctor will let you know. For you. But along the lines of natural medicine, what are your thoughts on, because I've been wanting to look into it a lot more, partially to like cut down and help my tolerance and save money, mm -hmm. but also just because I'm curious in the benefits of it. What's your thoughts on microdosing cannabis and microdosing like mushrooms? Well, as far as microdosing cannabis goes, that's not something I've ever tried. So you, I mean, you kind of have a one hitter to an extent is somewhat of a microdose. If you took just one, like if you took it to where you barely felt anything, but it still affected you positively. Yeah. I mean, that's literally what I do at work. I usually only smoke one. And then once that wears off later down the road, I'll go back outside and smoke one more. So, yeah. But you've never experienced microdosing on psychedelics, have you? Not necessarily. There was one occasion quite a while back where you gave me. What was that? That was a 0.8. That's not necessarily a microdose. That's still enough for a psychedelic trip with mushrooms. Hmm. Just a mild trip. Yeah. We went to Walmart. 
That was interesting. Yeah, I don't remember how that was for you. Yeah, it was, it was just weird. I didn't really know how to feel. You know, kind of just there. Yeah, I was there. I wasn't really uh, fully. Was definitely not in the mindset that I wanted to talk to anybody. That's for sure, because I was already under the prying eyes of everybody, which is not something I normally feel walking around. I don't feel people's prying eyes so that was definitely mm-hmm. the shrooms making me feel that way and uh i was just a little bit more uptight than i would be normally for sure um yeah whose idea was that because it, it was <laughs> was that was, your girlfriend's yeah because we we needed food you know <laughs> and I, I wasn't tripping that hard and i honestly i didn't it wasn't like i didn't want to go i just told her i was like eh. Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, I wasn't really against it thinking about it beforehand, but once I got there, it kind of hit me. <laughs> I, just, I don't think I can trip in a public place. Well, it's it's not as bad as you think, honestly. Um, well, I get anxious around people part, anyway. Well, yeah. Well, then, yeah, it might not be a good idea. Yeah. I'm pretty comfortable around people. I have to be since I'm a salesman. <laughs> don't get a choice. But um, I would say that the main thing is that you have this certain level of paranoia in the back of your mind, or at least I did, that uh, people are watching or paying more attention to me than they are. And that kind of fucked with me a little bit. That's how I felt when I first started smoking weed and would go to Walmart. Like, I felt like everyone was staring at me. Yeah, I used to feel that way. Now, I just don't even give a shit. I'll be walking around busted as hell. I mean, People, eyes just dude, redder whenever, than my hair. Whenever we go to Walmart, <laughs> late night Walmart trips, mm-hmm. we purposely get lit before, and I guarantee they know we are. Because mm-hmm. me and you will be walking, and we'll pick up this stupidest, most random things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we'll walk around. I swear we'll usually make at least two or three loops around that bitch before we fucking leave. Yeah. <laughs> and most of the time, we're going up and down the aisles, not actually grabbing anything. Right. It's yeah. just cause. Just killing time. There's like Ain't a little cycle that we do there, though. Every yeah. time we're there, there's a little pattern that gets followed all the way around the store. Right, right. I mean, you know, we're paying customers. We are buying things, but uh, I guarantee not a lot of that things. they they probably watch us from the cameras. Oh yeah, I'm sure secret shoppers watch us too. Probably think we're trying to steal. They're shit. so obvious most of the time. Yeah. I don't pay no damn attention, though. They probably fucking watch us, and I'd never notice. <laughs> All right. So, Walmart by my place, mm-hmm. there's one there that follows me, my brother, and my dad, and we know him. Like, anytime we see him, we just will stare at him because he'll start following us around. <laughs> I've literally been at this Walmart before. It was late at night, and I, I was actually shopping, but I was having to look up where everything was on my phone. So, I'd be in an aisle. I'd be looking forever finally find it and then probably take another two three minutes standing in the aisle where do i need to go next and i could just hear the lady calling over the intercom could we get a uh, store security or you know blah 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 to this section and i would just look up and i'm the only one in that section <laughs> and then i would move can we get them to go to this section all right, motherfuckers. Like, I yeah, know you're calling that, me out at this point. obvious as hell. <laughs> I'm the only one in this area. <laughs> Damn, that's aggressive as hell. Yeah, she was being mad here, man. I'd have just looked up at the camera and flicked it off like, you know what? Fuck you, all right? I should have. <laughs> I found a toy man in their pet aisle that I'm going to start using my advantage. It's like a cat toy like uh, for mousing. And it, when they hit it, it makes a mouse noise. Mm-hmm. But if you hit it fast enough, it sounds just like their electronic alarms going off. Walk into the electronic section, stand in the corner. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do it. That'd be hilarious. You'd see someone's head pop up from underneath one of the shelves like, oh, shit. I'm going to, though. Not late at night at ours, though. It's an old lady that works the electronics. She's super sweet. <laughs> Very helpful. I'll do it during the day. They're douchebags. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But they uh, don't like to answer the phone there. I know no, that. I tried no. to call one time. It's horrible. Yeah. But uh, along with the microdosing shrooms, mm-hmm. which I want to actually like, I'm pretty sure they say it's like a point one. It's like a legit microdose. Mm, okay. So I wow. really want to try that because that's uh, really small amount. Yeah. Be, but um, and you actually feel some level of effect. 
from that. You won't feel any psychedelic effects, right. per se, but you, it will lift your mood. It'll help with depression, anxiety. The CEO of Puffco, Roger Vodarsky, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce his last name. He has openly stated that he uses psilocybin to help with his clinical depression, and he's not afraid to admit that. He'd rather use that than the pharmaceutical depression or antidepressants. And I don't blame him. I've been on freaking Zoloft, and it made me feel worse than it's supposed to. <coughs> Just over there secretly taking a fat rib. <laughs> yes, sir. Now I want one. Once you're done dying. I'm just, I feel like if you take a microdose and you're not feeling psychedelic, you'd still be able to function normally. But I wouldn't mind having, you know, day upon day upon day of not feeling depressed, anxious, sad. Yeah, I could see that being really enjoyable. And it's just from a plant that grows out of the ground. Yep. That's really something that kind of makes you feel better about the whole situation it's weird how it can have that peace of mind you know just knowing that it's not something that we've jacked up and basically made way 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 stronger than nature ever would have made for us and the fact of the matter is we used to live off of the land and we're still here as a species so you know that tells me right there we could survive on the drugs that we had before, and none of those drugs were pharmaceutical drugs. Bring back peyote, baby. <laughs> Bring it back. It's still an alive thing. It's just... Yeah, but you got to go to an Indian reservation right. or a Native American reservation. Right, right. Which I could do. There's enough Native American in my family that we could go on to the reservations. <laughs> I just don't know where the nearest one is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, my grandpa's pretty damn Native American himself. I want to say he's pure blood, but I'm not sure. My great-grandma was 100% Cherokee. Yeah. There could be a good chance that your grandpa is. It might oh, explain... Yeah. my grandpa's definitely Cherokee. I was going to say it would explain the lack of body hair. Mm. Native Americans don't have a lot of body hair. Hmm. Interesting. That's how my whole dad's side of the family is. Yeah. Except my brother. My brother got my mom's jeans. <laughs> that dude is like a gorilla. See, I ended up with a little bit of leg hair, not a ton, but the arms, they are rather thin. Yeah, you're just, you're polka dotted. <laughs> Plenty of freckles. They're kisses from angels. Yeah, I remember when they would say that. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what they are. Kisses from the damn rays of the sun burning my ass. <laughs> But I only have myself to blame for that. I used to hate sunscreen as a kid, honestly. I couldn't stand that stuff. The feeling of the lotion on my skin. I always wanted the dry spray. See, and they didn't... Well, I shouldn't say they... My mother didn't buy that shit. She bought that thick white goop. (laughs) Yep, she'd buy that, or she'd buy the thick white goop spray-on version, which was... Just as bad. Right. Hated that stuff. I remember specifically a vacation to South Carolina. We went to Myrtle Beach. So it was uh, definitely a fun beach to be on. I did a little bit of boogie boarding. We stayed at a uh, RV site, and it was kind of neat because they had <laughs> golf carts running all around. You could rent the golf carts, and it didn't matter how old you were. If you were barely old enough to be driving, as long as you weren't a fucking toddler, they didn't care. Yes. <laughs> so you were riding around on that. Yes, of course. <laughs> Driving them fucking golf carts all over the place. And uh, one day, the whole family went out to the beach, and I decided to go boogie boarding. My mom stopped me before I ran out and put some fucking goop on me. And then uh, she said, now you got to come back in an hour or so, and we got to put more on. And I'm like, uh, all right. My plan was to go ahead and uh, not come back. So I made sure that I went a little further down the beach, boogie boarded for a while. Uh, This story ended up getting really messed up. I'll make it short and sweet, though, because kind of off topic. But I ended up going way too far down the beach. And the way that the current was coming in on Myrtle Beach, it was moving me further and further down. It was coming in at an angle. 
instead of straight at the beach. Mm-hmm. So before I knew it, I was like half a mile from the spot where Shit. I originally started. And uh, I come to realize it whenever I flew up onto the shore with a big wave and ran into this old lady and she was all freaked out for a second. And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> she was reading a book. It was real funny. And uh, she said it was fine. I turned around to look for my parents because it was awkward. And I was like, oh, I need to escape. And I had no idea where they were. So I was like, ah, oh, that's an issue. So I started walking back the way I came. You know, <laughs> Simple enough. I wasn't that scared. I knew I'd run into them eventually. And uh, kept walking, kept walking, and then finally ran into them. They were freaking out. They thought I got kidnapped or something like that. So <laughs> that was pretty bad. They were actually act, like extremely angry at me. And then uh, after that, it was uh, time for me to go ahead and uh, go back out on the water. Uh, Mom was pretty pissed, and I uh, wasn't going to let that ruin my vacation. So I went back out on the water and hung out with Grandma on the beach for the rest of the day. And Grandma didn't reinforce the sunscreen. Grandma didn't care. Grandma, I think she cared, but she did a lot of sleep. (laughs) Grandma wasn't aware. (laughs) Yeah, she had an umbrella. She was chilling. She was having a good old time drinking her uh, margaritas and such. (laughs) So, yeah, by the end of the day, I was roasted and toasted. I got blistered. I had to walk around like Frankenstein for the rest of that vacation. And we RV'd there, so... Uh, that RV was a little on the cramped side. Don't get me wrong, it was a big RV, but having a couple of toddlers in there with you, along with your little sibling that's a few years younger, and grandma, and mom, and dad, and a dog. Yeah. It, Jeez. Uh, it became a painful situation. <laughs> a very, very painful situation. <laughs> the You're talking about you getting like a half a mile away and getting lost. I kind of reminded, uh, I don't remember the name of the lake, but me and my family went there and me and my brother decided we were going to take our family's canoe out and go fishing. So we head towards the center and it's a huge man-made lake. But keep in mind, this will come into play later. On one side of it is a water generator. So Mm -hmm. massive turbines spinning. So we're out in the center of the lake. We made a makeshift anchor. We drop it down. We're fishing. Nothing's biting. So we pull up anchor and we start heading towards the other side of the lake. Mm-hmm. Well, we get about halfway when we realize we are slowly getting pulled to the left. <laughs> and that slow becomes faster and faster and faster. Next thing we know, we're probably a good two miles away. And stuck in this cove up on the bank. Can't get the boat out or the canoe out because the undercurrent from the electrical turbines Mm -hmm. had the water moving at 100 miles an hour. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So me and my brother had to hike. I think it wound up being like two and a half miles through the woods. Found our parents. Oh man! Brought them back to the site. And then they sent us back. And the next thing you know, you see... My mom in the one canoe and my stepdad at the time in a canoe in front. And they're tied together and they're just fighting this fucking current, but they're not going anywhere. <laughs> it took them like an hour to get out of this bank because they didn't want to carry these massive canoes through the woods. Oh, yeah. Because they're probably good eight, ten foot long canoe. Right, right. Damn, that sucked. Yeah, it was a freaking man-made leak. But we we felt helpless, right? Because even just getting out on the bank, it knocked you over. You could just feel that water pressure. Damn, that's absolutely wild, dude. I've got a story that I think's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> it's actually it's not a story. I guess it, I should say a true story that I was reading about. Okay. But before I get to that, let's see if the Puffco's got enough charge for you to finish off your dad. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Here we go. Let's see. I can't fucking reach it. Alrighty. Let me hit that vape, boy. We gotta soothe the throat before we. You're on yellow, so you should have hopefully enough. (laughs) What you want, my vape? Yeah, yeah. Hand that thing over for a second. All right, I guess. (laughs) But now, hear this. Scientists have created the first 
living robot. Living? Living. And what defines living? As in, the being they have created is 100% organic matter that they can control. That the computer itself controls? Yes. Or they control the computer. computer. They tell the computer, like they're telling a supercomputer, Mm-hmm. What they want this molecule, or not molecule, what they want this organism to do. Mm-hmm. The computer's running all its simulations and giving them the output that they need to create to make this organism move in that way. So like an artificial brain. Kind of, sort of, except you want to know what it's made of. What's that? Half of it is frog skin cells. The other half is frog heart cells. <laughs> the skin cells don't want to move at all. The heart cells naturally want to contract. Right. So the supercomputer can tell them the exact configuration they need to make of those cells combined to get that molecule to move in a certain way. But as they started creating them and observing them, the little robots started doing their own thing. They would hook up together and move around together. They would, ones that were programmed to only go forward, would suddenly turn around and start going the other way. All on their own. Hmm. What do you think of that? It is completely artificial organisms. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> to say the least, it is interesting. I don't know. I think I'm just scared of what it could bring. You know, I've seen too many horror movies and sci-fi movies where bad outcomes come from these things, so it just makes me paranoid anyways. But Because the creepy thing is, is that... They're called xenobots, which they're not robots at all, but they've basically combined extremely smart artificial intelligence <laughs> with biology. So now this computer that does its own thing can create life. And that's like, I don't think we're anywhere near like into the world <laughs> creations, but <laughs> that shows the potential of what could happen. Yeah. Like we're almost trying to play God at this point, man. <laughs> Do we already are? Because you can clone your animals. True. Yeah. I'm, I guarantee they've already attempted to clone humans. Oh yeah, just probably hasn't been talked about because it is technically illegal, isn't it? Well, I'm sure the people doing it are the governments telling us that it is illegal. Right. Yeah, that doesn't stop anyone. Though. And people have lots of money. <laughs> right. Let the rich do what they want. Yeah. I wonder if they do the if. Uh, what do they call that? Cryogenic freezing? Where they chop your head off and freeze it like in Futurama? They're doing that. Are they? Yeah, that is the thing. I've read articles. But and can that they is... actually transfer that to a body and bring it back? They don't know. They are just they just know that they're completely preserving the cells in their living state with that sort of stasis that they're putting them in. And then after that, um, they're just gonna wait until the technology develops enough that they know that it's something they can do they don't even right know now if, they're just preserving that's all they, they don't know even right know now. when they go to thought out or whatever you would call it if that tissue's still going to be alive it's preserved yes but is it going to be vital anymore from what they've tested yes <laughs> kind of just a hopes at this point right they're just hoping that the technology develops later in life i got you i don't think i would let scientists just chop my head off and stick me in a freezer well that's just it it's not a let it's a want you gotta pay money for this yeah large, I don't want large that. amounts of money i don't want that i'm good <laughs> when my life is done i'm done i don't right. want to see what the future has to hold Mm-mm. no not excited to find out because <coughs> where we're going right now is it's almost scary at the thought of bringing a kid into this world and having to have them deal with the future. Right. How do you prepare your kid for what's about to go down? You've already seen plenty. Yeah. And just. But I'm sure the generation before us said that, and so did the generation before them. True. I wonder how our generation's events compare to past generations. Our generation witnessed the biggest terrorist attack. On our nation, we witnessed the the creation of smartphones, cell phones, the internet. Yeah. (laughs) And the rise of how much it's uh, controlling us now. Yeah. 
and we're going to potentially witness the end of it when we create super AI that decides we're no longer necessary. Because then, like it's clogging up or something. Check the back holes. Does it look like there's anything in it? Um, yeah, one of them. I may have accidentally put too much in there. It might have pulled some in. You gonna be okay though? Oh, I'm gonna make it. You just, just gotta cough it out. As I say, if you just pull really hard, it'll pop that wax out oh, of yeah. the hole. Yeah, that's why I started choking so hard just a second ago. Because <laughs> it was getting real hot and I wasn't getting much. And then all of a sudden I popped it and it was like whew, all at once. <laughs> oh man, I gotta, I gotta show you something. And for anyone out there listening, if you've never seen Star Trek... Go look up the Star Trek Commander logo and then compare that to the new, or I'm sorry, the Starfleet Commander logo and then compare that to the United States Space Force that they just released. Yeah, I got it. And this. you will get a chuckle out of it, I swear. All right, so after numerous revisions and working with designers, this is the official United States Space Force, like their patch. You've got to be shitting. Oh, just wait. You ready? Ta-da! <laughs> you can't tell me that, like... I was just about to say, on. they made it more pointy, and that's the only thing they changed. But then you look at the other one, and it's like... Well, what's even funnier is the stars in the logo. They've apparently ripped off the exact same ones and position from the NASA logo. Jesus Christ. This, dude, that's hilarious. It's a fucking hack job. The whole thing is a goddamn hack job. You want to join Space Force, man? No. Are you sure? We can go to Mars. Positive. I don't give a fuck about Mars. Our suits look cool. I'm happy right where I'm at. <laughs> I got my weed. There ain't no weed on Mars. Fuck there that could shit. be. We don't know. What if that's where weed came from? Oh, hell nah. <laughs> We came that from Martian the Earth. Shit. <laughs> Make you see aliens. <coughs> oh man, got my nose running. I say you're getting all droopy eyed oh. over there. Your face is a little what? red. Mm-hmm. It's hitting me, slapping <laughs> me right in the face. What battery is it at? Is that your first or second reheat? That was my second reheat, and um, seems to be trucking through it pretty well. This will be reheat number three. And there is definitely a good amount of wax. Good. <laughs> Keep her going. Oh, man. <coughs> what better way than to go out dying? Oh, yeah, you know. Uh, I finish strong. That would be a good way if I just smoked myself dead. <laughs> I'm sure I'd be nice and high and feeling good and then just <laughs> forever. Night, night. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Jesus Christ, dude. You just kept going and it was getting so milky. Growth's starting to go numb. I'm just powering through it. You can do it. Man. Yeah, so I was doing some research. We need to plan a trip and just start traveling. <laughs> Flights planned in advance are so cheap. Airbnbs, we're gonna go see the country. Yeah, that would be awesome. I gotta start making some more money for something like that. Same. Well, I gotta start being more responsible with my money. I'd actually have to save if I wanted to do something like that. Yeah. I'd say that uh, the ability to be responsible with my money is pretty easy. My bills eat up most of it. Same. My bills... And gas, because I like to drive. Yeah, I know. Still got a puddle? Yeah, not a huge one, though. It's pretty black, too, so... Gonna be, gonna, turn gonna be final down. one. Yeah, turn the heat down a little bit. And give it one last try. <laughs> Gotta wipe away these tears. I'm sorry that I killed you. <laughs> what me and you need to really do, man, <laughs> if anyone out there's got any advice, feel free to hit us up and let us know. But we should start a micro-grow of psilocybin 
and a micro-grow of some auto-flowering plants. Yes, that would be awesome. Just like a closet. I feel like, isn't psilocybin pretty easy to grow from what I've researched? You just got to get the spore kits. Yep, and you got to get some nice Tupperwares. That's really all you need. All right, we're going to Walmart. <laughs> Buy a 10-pack of those Tupperware thingies for five, six bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still some left? Nah, I wouldn't hit that, man. That looks gross. <laughs> Guess we'll call it done, then. That's like some poop soup right there. I've seen some people that their stuff before being smoked looks like that. Yeah, no. I'd and they give me, are they offer to give me a hit? And I'm just like, I'd rather stay nah, sober. Yeah, I'll pass on that. That looks like a migraine. No, joke. You ever hit a wax that's so bad you could taste the butane? Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Plenty of times. Not to call out anybody that I know, but there's some people that I know that smoke. The stuff that they get, tell you what, I've never, never even tasted anything like it before. It almost tasted metallic. It was weird. Ooh. Yeah, it was not good. I would not have smoked that. Yeah, it was, it was some, uh, some wax. It was real soupy. It just did not look trustworthy. Yeah, I'm Gucci on that. <laughs> yeah, hit it anyways, though. Didn't have anything else at the time. Took whatever I could get. Fair <laughs> enough. Did I remember when I was back down in college, I went with, like, I didn't want to go home all the way for a Thanksgiving, but we were off for like a week. So my buddy's like, you're welcome to ride along with me home for Thanksgiving. And he was taking my buddy, like his little and our frat home as well. And I was cool with him. And that was my best friend in college. Mm-hmm. It's like, sure, I'll ride with you. And we get to his parents' house. It's super chill. But me and his little, we're both stoners. And our first question to him is, where can we get weed? So he hits up his friend who hits up another friend. So we drive to this other random ass like community college dorms. Mm-hmm. And we're chilling there for a little bit as they're waiting on their guy to hit him up. And while we're there, dude, they're getting this nail red hot and immediately dropping it on. It would burst into flames and they would just start hitting it. Oh, my God. And then they offer one to me. Their shit was black as can be. So I was like, no, I'm good. (laughs) We go to pick up the weed. It was in a public skate shop. The owner was the dude selling it while the business was open and running. Oh, my gosh. Like sketchy as fuck. Yeah. And then we roll up two blunts. And to make things even more sketchier, they're like, let's go smoke in the middle of this park at like one o'clock in the morning. What the fuck? And they parked their car in the parking lot of this park. So I'm like asking for a cop to pull up and see what's going on. Roll up. Because we're literally right up from the car on this bridge. A huge group of like 15 people. Dang. Because the other people brought their own car, but they're smart enough to park on the, you know, the road. Yeah. Alrighty, sir. As a farewell to our third episode, let's get fucked up on this cart. Oh, boy. What I challenged you last time. So what's the challenge? Does that thing have a max out on the hit time? I don't know. You want me to attempt to max it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if it has one. Okay. I will attempt to max it. I might, like, literally die. <laughs> All right, hold on. You know, you gotta get... Where's the vape? It's like a cooling sensation or something. I don't know. All right. You gotta, like, help me watch the front, though, because I don't know if it's gonna flash or anything. See what it does. Done. God damn. That is one hell of a cloud. Holy shit, dude. That kept going and going. That was way longer than 10 seconds. I feel great. No, oh my goodness. It's hitting me straight in the face.
<laughs> oh, your turn. <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> oh my god. You hang on. After I cool my lungs off, give me a second. Oh shit. Does this thing regulate temperature? What the mod? Yeah. It should. Re- it regulates voltage. So it'll and make the, sure it doesn't get too hot. Yeah, and then the cartridge is a triple ceramic coil, so it won't burn anything. Huh. That's partially why I wanted to try it so much, because the triple ceramic technology is something that's a little different than C-cells. So it doesn't necessarily... It's like as close as you can get to this in your cartridge, like the Puffco's ceramic dish. It's kind of similar to what's inside of there. So it's almost like a rig in your pocket. It's interesting. There's the vape for you, sir. Oh, yeah. Get your lungs ready. Gotta prepare. I'm about to kill you. Yeah, that hit was huge. Dude, it is hitting me so hard right now. My eyes were wanting to go fully shut, and I'm trying to hold them open. (laughs) It's a battle. Oh, man. And that dab's just setting in for me, too. You're about to be fucked. It's about to be nighty night time. Don't put me to bed, even if I'm drinking coffee. Yeah. <laughs> it don't matter. You can be as caffeinated as you want. You take a fat enough rip or a big enough dab, don't it's KO time. Yeah, don't put you to bed. But it's some of the best sleep you'll ever get. Nothing helps me sleep better than just smoking a nice fat bowl of some indica right before it puts me into that fucking comatose state. <laughs> and then it helps me stay asleep. Dude, I'll, I get to a point, though, it's kind of bad, because it'll be like 2, 3 in the morning, and I'll be at my desk, and I'll smoke my bowl, and then I'll kind of, you know, lean back and start getting that real comfortable feeling, <laughs> and I'll probably want to smoke another one, and the next thing I know, dude, it's been like 40 minutes of me just zoned out into YouTube. It's like 4 o'clock in the morning, fuck, I should be asleep, I gotta be up in 3 and a half hours. <laughs> That's funny. Alrighty, man. I'm going to count this time because you didn't count for me. I want to see how long until I, it times out. Well, how about I just uh, lean towards you so you can see it because it counts the seconds. Alrighty, I will try. Just don't get to see it afterward. Alrighty, buddy. I don't know if you're going to be ready for this because I definitely was not ready for that. Oh, man. You have to go slow because it seemed like it was real long. Yeah, don't. I tried pulling fast at first. I thought it was just 10 seconds. Don't do that. Well, I can't see it with your fingers in the way. Dude, it does a 15 second timeout. You're done. It goes for 15 seconds and then it says overtime. (laughs) That is the longest timeout I have ever seen on a cart battery. Holy shit. I feel like my club. It's not nearly as big as yours, though. Are you saying you might need to go again? I don't know. It's really weird. You had like a straight vape mod cloud. Oh, you know, I think it dried out. Look, you can see a perfect gap. From the wax around all the cotton holes. Oh, shit. (laughs) You're right, dude. We cooked it. (laughs) That's funny. Well, that's crazy. It didn't taste burnt crazy. That ceramic. That's good, then. That does a good job. No burnt taste. It just stopped hitting. How are you feeling, though, from it? You still got a pretty good hit. Yeah. Feeling pretty good. Oh, well. <clears throat> She's gone her. Gone her. Eyes getting heavy. Definitely uh, starting to get to that point where uh, might pass out if I zone out too much. But no, man. You're going straight squinty eyes as fuck. <laughs> I can still see you clearly, but uh, you don't need to see my eyes because they're probably busted. <laughs> I guarantee they are busted. <laughs> the officer would be like, you're not high? You promise? Huh? No, Shine the light no. straight in your face. It's hi, how are you, officer? <laughs> uh, can I see my vape boy? Sure thing. 
well, I don't want you to pass out on me. You're starting to look pretty sleepy over there. Uh, that's all the time we got for now, guys. We're we're starting to get to that loopy doopy thing. Uh, <laughs> Just gonna yeah. start rambling about random shit at this point. Slap happy high. Oh yeah. This is coffee mixed with that dab. <laughs> it's got my brain feeling funny. Oh yeah. But thanks for tuning in guys I hope you enjoyed this episode in our wild randomness <laughs> until next time I'm Toasty Ghost I'm Highly Lifted catch you guys later see you later guys